Welcome to Far Out with Faust, everybody. I am Faust Chicho, and I am joined by my beautiful friend, Natalie White, um, who is here to enlighten us about one of the biggest and most controversial subjects that no news outlet seems to have any desire to cover, um, and that is the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment. And um, my friend, Natalie, who has been entrenched in this battle for over a decade now, is, is going to enlighten us as to why Genocide Joe and his puppet administration continues to block this um, amendment from being published. Is that accurate to say, Natalie? Yes. The, <laughs> the Democrats are blocking women's rights just as much as everyone else out there. That is shocking. In fact, even more, because they're pandering to us when they step up to a microphone and tell us that they're all on our side. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it was the 28th Amendment, and it became official in the Constitution in 2020, but it's not official. And we're going to, Natalie's here to enlighten us as to why that is and what's going on and why in God's name, you know, how an amendment could get so far and yet still be basically impotent. Well, it's interesting that we're talking about this right now with the next election coming up because during the Democratic primaries back in 2020, um, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden during the Democratic primaries were actually debating each other on who was more for the Equal Rights Amendment. And so Kamala Harris came out and said, as soon as I'm president, I will make sure that the Equal Rights Amendment is in the Constitution. And Joe said, what about me? I've always supported the Equal Rights Amendment. So there was this back and forth of who was more for the ERA. And that as soon as it was public, or that they would be elected, it would be published. In fact, it was on both of their websites. Wow. And here we are years into Biden's presidency, and he is not only not working on certification and publication of the ERA, he is actively working against the Equal Rights Amendment in the court, sending his Department of Justice out there, letting the Office of Legal Counsel um, you know, fight against the ERA, the Department of Justice fight against the ERA. And um, he's actually taking a worse uh, approach than Donald Trump on the Equal Rights Amendment because he's making everyone think that he is working for it. And he is making speeches about how he is the best president in history for women's rights. But I can tell you this, that if there was a conservative president and um, the Supreme Court handed a conservative issue, such a harsh punishment as um, our current Supreme Court did to um, overturn Roe, yeah. um, that president would be putting out uh, executive orders every single day sure. to make sure that they were you know, trying to protect their values. So the only thing I can think um, about Joe Biden is that he actually does not want the Equal Rights Amendment in the Constitution. Um, one of the reasons why he probably doesn't is because um, it would give women um, a right to abortion um, on the grounds of equality rather mm. than privacy. 
privacy uh, when it comes to the Constitution is not actually written into the Constitution. So um, the fact that Roe was founded on privacy means that it was just very flimsy case law. But, um, you know, so the ERA has been used. uh, Every state has their own state constitution. There are ERAs and states' state constitutions. They're actively using the ERAs and state constitutions to block um, trigger bans, uh, meaning like uh, abortions, uh, making abortion illegal in states. So that's been winning. So you have to look at it and be like, well, why is Joe Biden doing this? And so when you look at his like history of um, voting in the Senate, you can see that he voted against federally legalizing abortion twice. He's also wow. a devout Catholic. He goes to church every Sunday. Well, you know, he goes to church in Delaware apparently every week. So does he know that? But let me, <laughs> let me, let me back this up a little bit though. So, you know, I, I want everyone to understand that, that these issues, I mean, and as far as I'm concerned and people who follow me know my opinion on this, they, there is no true desire to solve these. There's a dog and pony show. Right. And these are hot button, manipulative, emotional issues that, the, the Democratic Party has come to absolutely need. You right. know, they have no, no, their core used to be free speech. It used to be sovereignty and civil rights. And we've saw, we've seen that get flushed down the toilet, right. you know, in the last few years. And so if you don't have a, a core principle to stand on, if you solve these issues, which you just stated that state constitutions that write the ERA are able to stand on their own two feet, uh, even against you know, the, this, the, the federal, uh, constitution that has not been finished. Right. Even when their state legislatures That's pass right. laws, the ERAs and their state constitution block those laws from being enacted. That's incredible. That's that, that show gives you a good idea of the, the system in place. But so uh, just so we, everyone understands what we're talking about. Equal legal rights for all citizens, regardless of their sex. This, this is what this does oh yes it is 24 terrifying words it says a quality of quality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the united states or by any state on account of sex that is what everyone out there is so afraid of yeah and and this was introduced way back in 1923 by alice paul you know women were finally granted the right to vote in 1920 fighting decades to finally get it to pass. And, and this gained momentum then during the women's rights movement in the 60s and 70s. And by 79, 35 had, states had, had ratified it, right? But you need 38. This is a little, little um, constitution history yeah, lesson. Yeah, three-fourths. You need three-fourths. You need 38 states to sign off on it before it can become an amendment. Okay. According to Article 5. That's right. And then Reagan came along and uh, 1980, and his administration basically took a giant you know, crap on it. Is that accurate? Well, it was more like Phyllis Schlafly with the stop ERA, ERA movement with the Eagle forum, who, you know, a lot of people believe was, uh, you know, funded by insurance companies who didn't want women to pay the same amount of insurance as men. But, um, in 1972, Richard Nixon was president. And Richard, Tricky Dick. And, and um, the Equal Rights Amendment was on the Republican platform. 
And Richard Nixon was a big um, supporter of the Equal Rights Amendment. Um, it got sent to the states, uh, and it got 35 states from 1972 to 1979. Yeah. And then when did it get the last, uh, three states? Yeah. So... 2017, Nevada ratified, then followed Illinois, and then we had to go into Virginia and flip the Virginia House of Delegates to get a yes vote, which I proudly was a part of. That's right. You um, do do in large part to the, to the your efforts, Camila uh, Lopez and the Equal Means Equal campaign, Lizzie Jagger, and even Mick Jagger was very involved. Nevada finally ratified this in 2017. Illinois 2018, Virginia in 2020, and that reached the required 38 states. At that point, the ERA should have become the law of the land. But again, um, due to a bunch of you know political agendas and conniving, scheming, lying, fabricating politicians, here we are still talking about it, 2024. How, yeah. how fucking remarkable is that? Thank you. Oops. <laughs> Well, here you have to go back to uh, the archivist of the United States Constitution. It's their job to um, certify amendments. Well, you know, it's one of their jobs. And so um, Carolyn Maloney, who was a House member of from New York City, uh, wrote a letter to the archivist asking him to answer some questions. It was David Ferrero at the time. And um, he wrote a letter back saying that once you get 38 states, that the um, amendment will be law and it will be recorded. So that's what we were going on. Right. Um, and so, but the we keep on getting like the finish line changed on us, right? So the archivist, whose job it is to, uh, you know, record amendments, certify amendments, yeah. told us that it would be the law of the land with no further... Um, with no further action needed by a president or by Congress, right? So we went out and we got the last three states. Um, right before we got the 38th state, equal means equal, um, filed a lawsuit against the archivist um, to, oh, wow. co- to compel him to um, to publish to do his fucking job right because because ahead of us filing that lawsuit and ahead of Virginia doing the final vote we knew that Virginia would vote yes on the ERA because I um, moved down there with a few um, volunteers from Equal Means Equal and we rented a house on a peanut farm in <laughs> Suffolk, Virginia. And we, um, you know, with some, some of the activists there in the area in Virginia, we, um, you know, we focused on 10 races, hoping to flip two because we had lost the ERA the year before by one mm-hmm. vote in the Virginia house of delegates. So, um, we flipped six races, which is unheard of because we were doing this on a shoestring budget. Mm. So it, it was very clear that the ERA was going to get a yes vote with the new uh, Democratic majority in the House. So uh, because of that, the Attorney General of Alabama and his intelligence, thanks, Alabama, um, he decided to uh, um, file a lawsuit against the archivist um, to compel him not to publish. 
So that was the only thing that was out there. So equal means equal. We decided to um, file a lawsuit to compel the archivist to publish in lieu of the Alabama case. So um, how did that turn out? Who? Well, we have another friend with an organization out of Oregon who uh, intervened in that case. So stopped Alabama um, from filing. But your um, lawsuit couldn't have succeeded. Well, my our lawsuit was filed in the First Circuit, um, which is, you know, in Boston. We filed it in Boston. Yeah. Um, we lost on standing, which is something that if, um, you, if you're a judge and you don't want to rule on merit, you'll just say that they don't have standing, right? So you'll just say that they don't have the right to file that lawsuit. So we, we are an organization re- representing over 50,000 women in this mm-hmm. country. We believe we have the right to represent those people. Right. There was also the Yellow Roses, an organization in Massachusetts, and we had an injured party. Um, that case we lost on standing. But here's, here's another interesting part. Um, the, the attorneys general and solicitor general of Virginia, Illinois, and Nevada, the last three states to ratify – they got together and they filed their own AG cases in um, DC Superior Court. Mm. They were also found that they had no standing. So if the attorneys general of three states can't have standing on an issue, who has standing? We don't know. Please direct us to someone who is able to file this lawsuit. So, um, so, that was under the Trump administration. That was in January of 2020. Right. Um, that's in th- um, ex- ex- the day that Virginia became the 38th and final state to ratify. Nancy Pelosi uh, delivered the articles of, of impeachment to the Senate. Hmm. So there was no talk about hmm. an, an amendment being published into the Constitution. And, you know, the last amendment to the Constitution took 202 years to be added. It was written by James Madison. So, and it was about congressional pay raises, which is super boring. Um, And I, you know, it just boggles my mind that they had to pick the day that the most important Nothing is by like, accident. You know like that, political, right? yeah, a, an amendment being added to our constitution are, was not spoken about like from sea to shining sea, right? right? Wow. So, um, you know, th- when I go, when I this this is just an interesting little. I, I I googled why it didn't pass after after you know a hundred years of fighting for it. And reaching all the requirements, I, on and I, I asked Chat GPT. Yeah, <laughs> listen to this. This is what this is the response. The ERA status remains uncertain due to legal challenges and debate over the deadline's validity. Its future hinges on legal decisions and political support, making it contentious and and an ongoing issue in the fight for gender equality in the United States. Really, does it? I'm not sure the United States is aware of that. <laughs> no one in the United States My is aware God. of that until now. Um, so here's the issue. The issue is that um, Joe Biden is 
standing, not only standing in the way of equality for 51% of our population here in the United States, he's actively working against it in the courts. He could just make a three minute phone call to the archivist of the United States constitution, who's, you know, soon to be a new person. And, um, he won't. Yeah. So he won't make a three minute phone call for women. He could do it just, you know, in between all of these ridiculous pandering to women's speeches. Maybe if he just stood up in one of his speeches and said, Hey, archivist published the United States constitution, he might actually have a win. Yeah. (laughs) Think about that. Joe Biden hasn't wanted anything. No. Yeah. I mean, he's not playing for our team. Right. And, And so back to the deadline, the deadline is non-existent because this so-called deadline was actually filed separately. So, um, so what happened is is that there's the text of the amendment, which is what I said earlier today, and then there's like a whereas clause. The whereas no. clause is not a part of the law whatsoever. It could say anything, and it doesn't get sent to the states for ratification. So in the whereas clause, it said seven years. Mm-hmm. But in the text of the amendment, it does not say um, seven years. So only the text of the amendment gets sent to the states for ratification. So the states don't even get to decide whether they want to put a time limit like that on it. And so here you have an article five of the United States constitution spells out exactly how to amend the United States constitution. And it does not include a spot there that says, Hey, uh, you're allowed to put a time limit on any right. um, a- amendment. And if you are allowed to put a time limit on, a minim- on an amendment, what would that time limit be? Because if, if you were allowed to put it in, and let's say you were allowed to put a time li- limit onto an amendment and they had included the ERA's time limit instead of an aware as clause, which is where it doesn't count, but instead in the text of the amendment, well, why was the Madison Amendment, which is the 27th Amendment, given 202 years when it only talks about congressional pay raises and something that involves 51% of our population is only given seven years? Where Where did the notion of a deadline ever come into play before this before well, this amendment, I mean, you know, like when did they, they must have introduced this concept recently to hamstring things that, sh- that had a lot of momentum they didn't want to pass. Right. Well, they didn't want the ERA to pass. Yeah. And um, it became very clear that the ERA was going yeah. to, to get the 38 so states it needed. Yeah. So, you know, people like Barry Goldwater stepped in and were like, what? Give Barry women equal rights? Are you kidding me? Barry Goldwater. And so here we are in 2024 yeah. and women still still don't have fundamental equality in this constitution, which every constitution written since the end of World War II has an equal rights provision for women. Afghanistan, when we were putting together their constitution as in making them yeah. put certain amendments in their constitution... They included an equal rights amendment oh, in their constitution. They did say well, part of the reason we were going there was for the women. Right. Well, you know, apparently we think that Afghani women are equal 
Yeah. But American women are not. No, no. no. This That's is a, what Joe Biden thinks. This is a business decision. That's what you have to understand. They don't do anything unless it, it aids and abets their control and, and, and money. Right. Run. Well, I mean, the kind of the crazy thing about this is that what the Equal Rights Amendment will mostly protect is women from violence. I guess, you know, Joe Biden and his Violence Against Women Act, which, you know, lapsed, uh, I guess that's, you know, another thing that he doesn't care about is violence against women. I'm sure he doesn't remember that he actually tried to pass it. (laughs) But um, it doesn't surprise me. Everything that he's tried to do has utterly failed. And it begs the question whether it was actually an effort to do anything at all. Well, there, there was an effort to do something, which is to make sure that the Equal Rights Amendment never got certified. And that was by Joe Biden and, you know, the entire Democratic Party who won't step up and and fight him on it. In fact, Gavin Newsom is talking about how the 28th Amendment should be to um, make sure that guns are taken away from people. Of course he is. And so here we have Gavin Newsom, who definitely knows about the issue that has to do with the Equal Rights Amendment. Mm-hmm. He is completely aware, and we know because our organization has talked to him and his people, and he is trying to completely silence the Equal Rights Amendment by calling something completely that yeah. doesn't have... Any hasn't even been written and yeah. proposed or voted on. All of a sudden, no, no, that's the Twenty Eighth Amendment. You know, Gavin Newsom's working against the Equal Rights Amendment just as much as Joe Biden and every other Democrat. You know, Cory Bush is actually, uh, you know, she's fighting for the ERA. She's uh, actually proposed legislation that says this timeline stuff is bull. <laughs> this bullshit. And, um, you know, she's the only one who's actually working on behalf of women. And then, you know, the other issue is that a lot of these um, so-called women's rights um, organizations are actually just, you know, arms of the Democratic Party. Yeah. And so how can we get anywhere when, you know, we're just supposed to be running around and working for Democrats? They don't work for us once we get them elected. Right. In fact... They never work for us at all. Like when, <laughs> when Republicans get elected, they get conservative issues through. They yeah. will they will fight hard for their issues to get passed and laws enacted. And they're much more sincere about their issues. Right. When but, Democrats get elected, they do nothing. Yeah, because without those issues, they can't get elected. Right, because they, they need issues like women's rights to not be fixed right. so that they can keep on raising money. And you know what I say? Not another dime, not another vote to the Democratic Party until the Equal Rights Amendment is in the United States Constitution certified. We got them elected. We work for them. Now it's time for them to work for us. And if they don't work for us, we need to fire them. Yeah. No, amen to that. My God. I mean, they're <laughs> just fucking, people don't understand the, the, the ongoing con. I mean, the fact that, that they, they galvanize women into, you know, getting on the train and being like, listen, your, all your rights are in jeopardy. Yeah. They're in jeopardy because you guys won't fucking move to, to put them into any kind of permanent state. That's right. Whether you're talking about reproductive rights right. and I, listen, I'm, I am, um, for total body sovereignty and autonomy. The state should have absolutely no fucking say whatsoever on what you or I want to do with our bodies at any point in time, at any point in our lives. 
not medically. It's a slippery not, slope. You know, it, but it's not. It, sh- it should be a very clear-cut thing, you know, right across the board. And religion shouldn't have anything to do with it or anything else. It's your body. Therefore, you get to do what you want with it. As long as you're not hurting anyone, that's where the, where the argument comes in. You know, the anyone part. But, that, but either way, it's still your body. So I, I think that, you know, there, this whole abortion issue is just kind of a red herring for both sides anyway. I think yeah. that, you know, the introduction of birth control and, you know, educating people on how babies are made and yeah. how you stop them from being made... That's what's Pull going out. that's what's going to stop abortions from happening is education and access to medical um you know means but um the abortion rate has gone down so significantly so is the birth rate yeah exactly so i don't know really what they're worried about maybe they are worried about I their- mean they've got the sperm count down to like 30% of what it was oh there you go you know? see so why not <laughs> one in four people are totally sterile and infertile so they i mean they they're working on all fronts <laughs> you know whether whether birth control is around or not, you know, but, but, but they need, they need the abortion issue. That's why they won't put it into any. Well, kind of it party. raises both sides you know? money, right? Absolutely. But you know, one but, to save lives and yeah. the other to, you know, to protect their rights. So I don't, I, you know, it's, it is what it is, but, but it's, it's incredible to me that Democrats still get are so easily emotionally manipulated and they're going to do it. You're going to see it. Oh, I would say in the next three months, they're going to they're going to pull some stunt that makes women in this country believe that their their reproductive rights are about to be turned completely upside down and flipped and it's going to be the democrats behind it but you know. but they are already flipped yeah. so i don't know but they need it they, they, listen they you, did you see kamala harris's fucking tweet yesterday no what did she say we stand for women's reproductive rights well, then we're they the should... only ones saving it was like the same happy horse shit that you know if she is the only one saving women's reproductive rights then she needs to go knock on the door of her boss she is the vice president and say <laughs> Hey, we need to go publish the Equal Rights Amendment right now. And if he says no, she needs to do it herself. Because, and even if she doesn't have the ability to do it, she needs to do something. And she hasn't done a fucking thing. Not one thing. I mean, nothing. There's been, there's never been a vice president who has done less. I I don't even think that like, like she's made any speeches in the last six months. I mean, fucking literally not a single thing. And that's because I think that they're, they don't even have time to waste to tell her what to do. Well, but here's the thing, right? Um, Here we have a president who refuses to make women equal in the constitution who is also making his own vice president. Who's a woman shut up. Yeah. In general, <laughs> exactly. Things like go hand in hand. Right. You know, so there you go. It's uh, it's incredible. To me. And, but- and you know, I'm willing to call out the Democratic Party. And when people tell me, they're like, oh, but but then uh, only Republicans are going to get elected. Well, the Democratic Party needs to know that they need to move on these yeah. issues or they will or we won't care. Yeah. You, do you think I want to go vote for Joe Biden? I'd rather stay home. Right. No, I know. Uh, you know, and that's where the the apathy, you know, 
comes from across, across the board. But in general, this is, and I, I wonder how much they care about that. If three people show up to vote, if they get the vote they want, what do they care? People are like, don't vote. It's a good way to protest. I'm like, well, yeah, but I kind of want that too. They don't want people to show up and vote. Then they could just say, oh, well, only four people voted and it was all for us. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't trust them at all. Well, if Joe Biden decided to go out and publish the Equal Rights Amendment tomorrow, I'd probably volunteer for his you campaign. And, you and, you know, but he'll never and, fucking do that. No. So, you know, you know, he doesn't want to work for me. I won't work for him. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I wish more women saw the truth of the situation and realized that because he's not going to do a fucking, I mean, he needs to step down. No one's going to tell him. He's got to step down. He needs to step down. They need to force him to step down. Yeah. There needs to be someone else take his place. (laughs) This can't, Harris, these can't be our options. We invented the internet (laughs) here. Okay. We melted steel and made it into bridges and Joe Biden is the best that the democratic party can do. I don't think so. Well, it was either. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know what happened. Everybody knows what happened. Bernie Sanders was everyone's choice. And Hillary Clinton was like, you think I raised all that fucking money for this old bald bastard? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then she lost to Donald Trump. So there you go. And then she, she had him taken out. Not whether he would have had a shot or not is beyond me, but he certainly had the democratic the actual democratic party people behind him. In both elections, and th- in both elections, they—I f- mean, they—they they caught, caught literally throwing him under the bus. They fucked him over. That's not democratic. Thank you. I've got to be got to be more diligent. Well, you know, uh, Rachel Maddow called the election for Hillary Clinton before California even voted. <laughs> So she, you know, because they had these super delegates at the time and apparently the super delegates in the DNC could, you know, their vote counted more than the states or something. So, you know, with um, all of the super delegates going to Hillary Clinton, um, Rachel Maddow just said, Hillary Clinton wins the Democratic nomination. There were so many important things on the ballot in the state of California that had nothing to do with um, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. seeking the democratic nomination. And so everybody just stayed home and they were like uh, all the Democrats during the primary were like, Oh, okay, well I guess my vote doesn't matter. And so none want. of these like democratic things passed on the ballot. Yeah. <sighs> so I want you to explain to me how this is, we're going to go back in time a little bit, but how both Rupert Murdoch and Mick Jagger found themselves coming together to help pass the ERA. And, and like how, how in God's name did those two cats get, in the same team. Well, I think that they're both pretty logical people, you yeah, know? No doubt, but they're not, <laughs> it's kind of an odd team up though. Well, uh, you know. Because didn't he write letters? Um, I know that he wrote. Mick Jagger wrote an open letter to the Illinois um, legislature asking them to publish the Equal Rights Amendment, or, uh, you know, to vote yes to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment uh, because he has, you know, yeah. American daughters. Yeah. And that was really, uh, really helped us in Illinois. And also, um, you know, there was uh, involvement with um, newspaper ads that were taken out um, in support of the Equal Rights Amendment. And um, how could those two be agreeing on something? Well, you know, it's really simple. It's just about equality. Yeah. And, you know, and and I think they were dating the same or they had the same wife there for a half a minute. Maybe I guess that you can lo- Google it if you'd like. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. 
kind of tabloidish, but, um, you know, so, so there are people, first of all, I think that most of America is pretty ignorant that this is still going on, you know, in general, you know, until before I met you, um, and our mutual friends, I, I, I really was unaware uh, of the, of the situation. Yes, but you're unaware on purpose, well, right? There's a whole system in place for, to make people oh, yeah. unaware. Or mi- misdirect them into thinking that this is not anything to be concerned about, that, that it has no effect on. And, and in fact, people who are, you know, pre- say that like the other side of this argument is it doesn't matter because now there's so many laws in place, you know? Yeah. um, But state laws can get overturned at the U S Supreme court all the time for lack of constitutional foundation as did with Betty Dukes versus Walmart in Arizona. Um, Betty Dukes and 1100, I believe other, um, litigants uh against walmart for unequal pay they won at the state level they won at the state court of appeals when it got up the u.s supreme court scalia said that um that there's nothing in the constitution that supports equality for women and if we have you know um moved past that as a society our constitution needs to read that too so 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 here that that is a, a perfect <laughs> um illustration of why this is a problem and why it's not just, you know, a a small matter. If this actually was, was put into place the way it was supposed to have been, how would it affect, let's say the workplace, you know, let's say like everyday life and, or like situations like divorce, shit like that. How would, how does this come into play? Well, uh, it would give women strict scrutiny in the courts. Um, as opposed to intermediate scrutiny, which is what we have right now. What's the difference? So um, let's say if it came to like religion, religion has strict scrutiny. So if you discriminate against um, someone for being Jewish, right. for example, um, all you would have to do uh, as a comp- uh, as a litigant is prove that you were paid, you and all of the other Jewish people within your company were paid less money. And you would do that by just showing your pay stubs with um, women. Since we have intermediate scrutiny in the courts, we have to prove intent to discriminate. Mm. And so most, you know, CEOs aren't going to write down, Hey, let's pay women less money. I'm not going to pay that (laughs) anything. Yeah. Um, And actually like, uh, you know, corporations have a fiduciary responsibility to their stockholders to cut, benefits, um, and to women and to whoever it is, um, because it's their, you know, responsibility as a corporation to cut costs where they can. So why wouldn't they pay women less? And if there's not a law against it, and also with Betty Dukes versus Walmart, the Supreme court just gave a green light to everyone, Mm. to every corporation to say, Hey, go out and, you know, pay women less money. Uh, but also the most important part uh, about the Equal Rights Amendment would be that um, the attorneys general and the solicitors general of, of every state would have to go through and review what laws discriminate against women. And a lot of the, these laws, they, um, they're about violence against women, mm-hmm. right? So um, p- police don't have to enforce restraining orders. Um, they can just use their own um, judgment on mm-hmm. w- where they want to enforce uh, restraining orders. 
um, they're not compelled to. So the Equal Rights Amendment would compel police officers to enforce restraining orders because most violence is um, a man perpetrating violence against a woman. So most women have, uh, you know, restraining orders. And sure, there are a few examples which everybody like, you know, they're like, oh, yes, but I know this one woman who beat up this man. Okay, sure, there are examples of that. But overwhelmingly... It is the other way around. And also, you know, there's biological differences between men and men and women. And, you know, if um, there's a 250 pound man breaking into my home, I cannot defend myself very well. Right. Well, maybe not as well. I'm not going to say anything. Well, if I had a gun, maybe I could. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) We went there. (laughs) I have a question. Like, so. You know, divorces are such a a mess in this country. And I know that part of the reason why, at least I'm hypothesizing that part of the reason why there's such a disaster, you know, um, and and can be drug on so long is because women are not addressed equally under the law. Uh, You know, there's, there's, there's not, divorce favors women in a lot of ways and a lot it, of and people it favors d- men d- in other uh, ways you know? yeah because like people have prenuptial agreements and they run out like for so long and but um i anytime that there is someone who is not an equal citizen i think we can all agree that they will not be treated as such in any court right well yeah i mean that's in any court and in most situations where you, the law is forced to come in, you know, there's a different, they're, they're addressed in a different way. They're treated in a different way. You know? Right. Working in politics for so long on, on, in women's rights, I have seen exactly, you know, the, the downfall of all of this, which is it's all done for money and power. Nothing is ever done for, oh, um, that's for sure the fact that anybody cares about anything. So I'm sure that, you know, um, there was some mathematicians who came in and said, how can we raise some more money? And they punched in some numbers and they said, Oh, here's an issue we can do. Oh wait, how do we lose money? Oh, probably, you know, the equal rights amendment because then women won't have a need for us. They won't come out and work for free for us. They, don't they won't turn you guys all into their Republican money. conservatives. No, it's just that you know, um, once women have equality, the Democrats cannot keep on raising money off of yeah. our lack of equality. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. And you you hit the nail on the head. That's for fucking sure. They don't. Even if they get into politics with good intentions. Inevitably, they the, get ruined. The dominant, you know, I mean, you roll around with the pigs and you're going to get muddy. That's the way nature works. Yeah. I, I mean, there's never been a president who, or a politician, I think, who has not got fucking muddy. You know, I mean, sometimes they've been killed for it, but either way. Well, back in the day, you used to not be able to get money. Now the politicians, all they do oh all day is just meet with people and say, what can I do to get your money? Yeah. It's just like one constant thing after the next. That's why it's kind of like uh, amazing when a rich person gets into politics because you're like, why would you be doing this to yourself? Yeah, I know. Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> People are like, you should go into politics. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> right. Uh, and so, you know, when you see some of these politicians and you're like, you have a billion dollars, you yeah. don't, why? No, nobody could, well, why do you want to be the president? But also, um, 
at least nobody can buy them. Yeah. You know, I mean, like in general, you know. Pritzker out in Illinois got a billion dollars. Yeah. You know, he doesn't Listen, need it's a, that's a different done. cat. That's a different it's a Obama came into office. You know how much he was worth? He was estimated to be worth around $3 million, which is still pretty fucking good considering yeah, he was a Yeah, I'll take $3 million. Servant, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> whatever, him and uh, Michelle, a.k.a. Big Mike, you know, they whatever. They, they had around $3 million. When he left, eight years later. He was worth a billion dollars? Well... A hundred million Almost a quarter billion dollars. Yeah, I bet in, he's a billionaire in, now. In, in tax-free, the Obama Foundation money. And, and because because it's in an, in a foundation, and because he's a fucking well, he he was a CIA. It pays for his life. I mean, it's yeah. he has access to it, and it's you can't the government can't scrutinize it. This this these foundations so, were set up so that they had a blanket and they could screen and keep prying eyes out of whatever they do whatever the fuck they want with the money. They yeah they give some away. <laughs> Hit that button for me, thank you. You know, that, and and that's a fact. So you know, so the Clintons have a foundation. The Gates has a found, you know. Every year, Gates gives all his money away. You to know, his own foundation. And, and people are like, he's so generous. He's given so much money. No, no. Look, he, he, he never gives all his money away. He always has a fucking, you know, billions and billions and billions of dollars. What are you talking about? So he gives peanuts away. You know, it, that's, his, that's called propaganda and philanthropy. Philanthropy is so a fucking joke. what you're saying is if I want to. <laughs> Thank you. I felt good. Thank you. So what you're saying is if I want to make a billion dollars, I should run for president. Basically. Yeah. I mean, Clintons are worth even more. My God, they've been doing the service of the deep state for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it, look, if you, if you, if you want to sell out, if you're a president, then you just sell the pardons for Nan- hundreds of millions of dollars you know, for people to give to your foundation. That's a whole other can of worms. And bail. What is this bail thing? I don't understand bail. Like, uh, if you're a threat to society, why are they letting you out of jail well, no matter if you can pay a hundred grand or not? They're not supposed to, and they don't sometimes. Sometimes they don't, and it's pretty unfair that they don't. But other times, you know, they, I mean, bail, I don't know. Like, don't know. There, there's people I'm who... I don't remember if when I got arrested, someone had to come pay bail. Yeah, they did, yeah. <laughs> there's there's like i remember this case of like someone in washington dc which is kind of crazy because they don't have bail you, know you can't pay bail if you're drunk well they should because uh, i had about they, four they friends should, turned away they should They're like, i'm going to get him man i'm like just tell them to stop just tell them to stop until they sober up like, one after the next i'm like Jesus Christ. that's funny they're like i got the money man i'm like just they're not gonna and like, all right, you gotta go. Just go take a shower, <laughs> drink some coffee, and have like come a back in a few hours. Um, I don't drive anymore. I gave up my license uh, for the safety of everyone else and oh. myself. Um, I kept on getting um, pulled over for suspicion of DUIs, uh, even though you weren't drunk. Not drunk. I'm just a bad driver. Listen, officer. I swear to God, I'm just really bad. At I'm this. just really, really bad at driving. Uh, my sister's a race car driver, so wow. You're welcome, sis. What, what she she got she got all of the um all of the good driving genes. I guess so. Yeah, I let her have them. That's that was kind of she's you. welcome. What do you do exceptionally that she can't do for shit? I'm tall. You are tall. <laughs> she's very tall. I'm tall. For those of you listening. I'm a I was a great high jumper. So let me ask you this. Looking forward, what are the next steps for the ERA? You know, I, I clearly there are some passionate people like yourself who have not given up and who don't believe the bullshit 
that is being fed about, well, it doesn't matter anymore because it's basically passed and it, it's you not, know. Uh, it's, it's like kind of saying like, Oh, uh, gun rights are basically passed. Let's stop fighting for them. Right. You'd think that like any conservative who believed in gun rights would stop fighting for gun rights, no. even though we have them. No, 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 they never will. No. Um, so what, what can, what can individuals do activists, you know, how do we go about getting our quote policymakers and, you know, to get this thing actually certified and in place, you know, what, what can be done? So I think that what we should all do is stop giving money to any political parties until the equal rights amendment is in the United States constitution. If they start hurting in their bank accounts, then they'll start paying attention to us. Right. I, I am firmly behind you. Um, I would love to hear what, you know, what Bobby Kennedy Jr. or what Donald Trump, you know. Marianne, to... what's her face is all for the Equal Rights Amendment. Who's Marianne? What's her face? That's Williamson. Oh, Marianne Williamson. Of course she is. Yeah, <laughs> of course she is. Um, she yeah, just says. Joe Manchin yeah. might run for president. Uh, let's see what he has to say about the ERA, yeah. because, you know, if one of these people come out for the ERA, I will go volunteer for them and yeah. i will encourage all other equal rights amendment supporters to volunteer for them and if people want to walk up to me and they want to say well then that's a vote for the republican party and if you're voting for a third party instead of uh the democrat yeah. well i have what i have to say to them is well make it's not my fault right it's the democrats fault for doing nothing right and so, for fucking lying and and you know, pandering. Yeah. Pandering and making false promises. You know, I worked for the democratic party for years for the ERA. Mm -hmm. I went into the Virginia house of delegates. We flipped the Virginia house of delegates blue. And then once we got them in place and once we got the yes vote, they turned their back on us. N Nancy Pelosi, uh, Chuck Schumer, fucking Chuck, Schumer. Joe Biden, they all turned their this back is like on the, us. The biggest and most longstanding fucking corrupt criminal politicians in the country. You yes, just named well, three of them. They're, <laughs> what did you expect? To, to me, I believe that they're con artists for not sticking to what they said, which is Joe Biden said, if the e, uh, once he gets elected, the ERA will be in the Constitution. Kamala Harris said once she got elected, the ERA would be in the Constitution. Where are they now? Nowhere to be seen on no. the issue. No, in fact, not nowhere to be seen. They are actively. actively fighting against us in the courts. So that party that I held so near and dear to my heart and I fought for and I helped get elected, uh, I'm turning my back on them because they're turning their backs on, uh, on me. Yeah, you're reciprocating yeah, the gesture. Right, exactly. I will not be made a fool of any longer. Good for you. Um, <laughs> I don't blame you. I, I have similar sentiments towards the Democratic Party and their complete and total sellout and co-op, you know, that has gone on with them. But um, that's, you know, you're, you're I love your passion about this. And I and I and I'm so thrilled to be having this podcast with you because people don't people really don't understand that this is going on, you know, and, and every day there's another distraction, but it's things like this that need to be in place for, for, for situations when the shit hits the fan, like what happened at Walmart. Um, and, and that's when it really bites women in the ass when, when, when it comes out and it can't be backed up because it's not truly there, 
you know, and you'd think we'd be beyond this by now, but we're not. But we're, but we're making sure Afghanistan women have equal. Yeah, rights, apparently God. they're a, four trillion dollars uh, later. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in Germany they have an equal rights provision. What are German women better than American women or something, or are we just as well, good? <laughs> they're just counting on the general ignorance of American women to leave this go because they don't want to face the ramifications of. Of if it went, when it is truly enacted, what, 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 how it will change the, the paradigm. It's a patriarchal system. They're going to preserve it for as long as they can keep their fucking greasy old white fingernails on it. That's right. American women, stand up, be counted. We have the votes. Do not vote for a candidate who does not support your equality in the Constitution. Fucking A. I second that. Can we take a motion? Aye. Yes. Second that. Um, so, you know, I, I always sit, tell people <laughs> when you want to find out why there's a conspiracy, why the powers that be have silently moved to stop something, then just f- find them up, follow the money. Yeah. Follow the money. You know, so, and, and this is the wisest thing anyone can do when looking at situations like this. So I'm wondering, you know, wh- what is at stake in, in the, in, in the corporate, you know, masculine corporate world of business in this country what there must be billions at stake in some way if this passes and and i also read something about you know how it would affect the military if it was actually in place the way it's supposed to be can you talk a little bit about that well sure here's here's two factors here is um number one how it's going to um you know how it's going to affect the financial sector which is that um you know, corporations will have to stop ripping off women. <laughs> well, that could cost billions. Yeah. Well, you say that it's going to cost billions, but really, women—when um, when you give women more money, what they do is they educate children and another problem for the state. Oh, gosh, that would now be I terrible. See it. See, it, all, it all adds up. Yeah, and you know, um, women spend money here in the United States as opposed to, you know, going off and buying Japanese uh, electronics and things. I'm not saying that we don't, but um, so, yeah. So stop ripping off women, especially in the healthcare sector. Um, You know, women are charged more money for health insurance because we have babies. I don't know if you know this, but men don't have babies. Men don't have children. Listen, I had a big argument with chat GPT the other day. But I guess, you know, what's There's going on. There's an emoticon on my phone that yeah, shows a man cousin. You guys have to delete that. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> men don't. that men can't have babies. No, no. Listen, there's an emoticon on my phone now and it has a man and he's holding his baby. So I'm pretty sure that now men can get pregnant. Well, no, what I'm trying to say is, is that if there's a man and a woman who are in a relationship together. Yeah. Apparently. I like where you're going with this. The woman is the only one. Who has a baby? Ah, yes, yes. Not a man. A man must have nothing to do with it because insurance policies right. uh, make women pay more. So you know, I, I mean, it's kind of crazy because you know every human comes out of a woman, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but you know, apparently, women are the only ones who can have kids. Even though you know, men can have rights to their children. Yeah. They aren't, they're not charged the same, you know, like all of our mothers needed health insurance would be greatly affected insurance companies. So as far as the military, the military does not see eye to eye with, um, the uh, politicians when it comes to women's rights. Um, so when, um, Dobbs 
was, you know, when Roe was overturned, um, the Pentagon released a statement saying, I don't care what state makes, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but the Pentagon released a statement saying, I don't care what state uh, makes abortion illegal. If we have a military base and a woman needs an abortion and wants one, she'll get, be getting one on the military base. Right. So I think that um, the military is more for women's rights than the current Democratic Party. <laughs> Fucking what a turn of events. Yeah, exactly. Is. Here we go. It's amazing. Um, my God, such an up, upside down world. It has to be something with astronomy that I don't understand when the world flipped upside down and up became down. And You know, I just I don't know what men are so afraid of here. Some of us aren't, I swear to God. I know, but what about the leaders out there? What well, are they so afraid old of? Fucking, they're old, you know, criminals. I mean, <laughs> they're, you know, the misogyny runs deep in their fucking veins. They're from an, a different era. They're all like fucking 85 years old. Half of them don't even know who they are. You know? <laughs> it's just, uh, but I think it's just in their fucking, you know, when they're raised a certain way, it's really hard to think in new ways for older people. <gasps> Well, when I first found out that the Equal Rights Amendment was not in the Constitution, that women, I didn't even know about the Equal Rights Amendment, but that women are not stated as being equal in the Constitution, I got so upset. I went around to all of my friends. You're like, did you fucking know this? Like, I can't. Well, first I was really angry because I assumed that they must have known. So I was like, why did you not tell me? <laughs> and then they were like, we have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. And then so everyone looked it up and they're just, you know, their minds got kind of blown. Hopefully everyone will look it up after they hear this podcast. Hopefully. Yeah. But, you know, I was doing a performance. I, my gallery at the time had, you know, told me that they had an opening in two months. So they asked me if I would step in and do something. And that's a really short amount of time to, you know, prepare artwork. So I just decided to do a performance art piece, which is, me in a plexiglass box sitting on an American flag um, in the window. Um, that sounds cute. And it was about the lack of movement within the women's movement in America. I didn't really know much about the women's movement, but I just could feel that it wasn't moving. So um, at the performance art piece, Sarah Beth, who um, I know through um, just being friends and being a model for years, she was also in um, a movie called Free the Nipple. And I've heard of that movie. Sarah Beth came to me and told me that the reason why the women's movement wasn't moving was because women didn't have equal rights in the United States Constitution and mind blown. And then I came up while doing that art show, I came up with Natalie White for Equal Rights, um, which is a show that I did at the White Box Foundation, huge installations, big bronze sculptures, um, And then I walked from New York to D.C., 250 miles in 16 days. Upon arriving to D.C., the following day, I went went to the Capitol building, uh, which is the dome where Congress Mm -hmm. meets in. And um, that Capitol building? Yeah. The one where the insurrection was at? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The one where the insurrection (laughs) was at? Yeah, that one. Okay, I'm back. That one. So I painted ERA now for Equal Rights Amendment now, 20 feet long and water-soluble paint. Um, That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, They didn't catch me in the act. I thought that I wouldn't even be able to write out anything. I went over it three times and then walked away. (laughs) Uh, So they sent two Capitol Police officers from D.C. to New York to arrest me. 
and in their all of their glory, um, did not realize through looking at social media uh, that I was actually still in Washington, D.C. They flew two Capitol Police officers up to New York. The NYPD was like, we don't think that the, that this is important yeah. enough to go down the street to arrest someone right. for, so we're not going to do it. And the Capitol Police said, no, no, we have to do it because this was written in the New York Post, and now we're embarrassed. Yeah. And so um, I found out that there was a warrant out for my arrest after they showed up at my apartment. I wasn't there. Called my friend Ron Kuby, who's a major civil rights attorney, and he said, well, uh, you should just give yourself up because yeah. they're obligated to um, bus you back to D.C. if you have to show your ID anywhere. Right. You could be in California, put on a bus. Oh, yeah. That would suck. So, um, so gave myself up, and this was um, – the march was done in summer of 2016. That was before we even knew Hillary Clinton would be the DNC nom yeah. Democratic nominee. Um, I um, in September they uh, put my um, they decided to press charges against me, and so there was they decided to have a trial. So right. they set my trial date for January 17th and 18th. And this was in September. I mean, there was something like psychically working in my favor when so, it came to yeah. time because. They had announced uh, the Women's March shortly after Donald Trump was elected. And so my trial was two days before the, before the inauguration, one day before the Women's March, or two to, three days before the Women's March. And so um, I represented myself in court. I went pro se, defendant, nice. and um, I made all of my arguments. And the judge loved me, let, let, let me <laughs> argue let me argue politics. And uh, it was really fun. And so we were able to get like the ERA into uh, the zeitgeist of the media yeah. because of that trial, you nice. know, just talking about the ERA. And I had um, some pretty interesting people. Anyway, um, that's when everybody came together for the Women's March and the ERA and my trial. And we all got together and we came up with a strategy to get the last three states we needed. That's amazing. That's, that's an incredible. And story. equal means equal was, uh, Camilo Lopez was the catalyst for bringing all of that together because she had been working on the ERA for over a decade before I even knew about it. Yeah. And we were, we, we were going to try to have, uh, Camilo on, but, but she was, uh, busy today, but we're going to play some clips of her because she is also a very relevant voice in this, yeah, in this fight. She's amazing. So we'll, you guys, those of you who are watching on YouTube and rumble, will be able to see her and, and everyone listening will be able to get a sense of her. We're going to roll some clips of her as well. Um, so, uh, what, tell everyone else what, what it is, you know, what, what you're doing now and what it is you do in general. Well, um, I want to go back to something, which is the military. There's something that I remember. Oh, yeah, go, please. So a lot of people are, uh, you know, a lot of arguments that we get is that if the Equal Rights Amendment passed, that women would be drafted into the military. Um, women you mean can like be, Israel and like every other fucking country? Well, here, like this country, women can be drafted into the military right now. The only thing that's stopping women not being drafted right now is a congressional vote. Okay, so women were drafted. Uh, Congress voted to draft women a long time no. ago, like decades ago. And the president at the time said, was about to shut down the war anyway. I think it was Roosevelt. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Let's look that up. But um, yeah, so 
during under the Obama administration, um, there was like a whole report put together um, about drafting women. And they actually like uh, the people who put together the report, they recommended that the next time a draft in, is installed in this country enacted that women actually will be drafted. That was their recommendation. And they also said that there's nothing stopping women from being drafted. So the next time that there is a draft in this country, women going to be a draft. Right. Oh, I know. But if there was a draft in this country, women would be drafted. It's just, will we have equal rights in the United States constitution or will be, will we still be second class citizens while we're being forced to fight for the military yeah. industrial complex? Good luck with that. I, I, I would not want to be the one to be knocking on the doors of women and being like, Hey, where are you? It's time for you to go. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, there's not going to be another draft. Thank you. You're um, welcome. <laughs> I, there, there shouldn't be. I mean, it's just insane to even contemplate the notion, but of course they want war. War is a racket, but war makes us money. Makes them money. Makes right? them money. Yeah, I they, don't know why it kills us, but it makes them money. They could care less. They're just they're all about it. But do you think we'll ever have peace? Um, not as long as the people who lead this country are warmongering criminals. No, mm. no. I, have, I have a theory on what will bring peace. What's that? Women? No. Well, they would. Well, yeah, women could help bring peace. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, but I think that if we had an outside attacker threatening our entire species. Don't say like an alien force. <laughs> then we would all band together. Um, are you but, quoting Ronald Reagan right now? Oh, am I? You did are, Ronald yeah. Reagan say that? Yeah, oh, he did, didn't yeah, he? he did, yeah, yeah. Ronald Reagan totally did say that. That's right. Yeah, yeah he was propagandized into saying that. Hey, um, before you go, you want to tell us about that time you were abducted by a UFO? I was never abducted by a UFO. All right, cool. Then we're good. Yet. <laughs> before, before we go... I'll, Please tell everyone first, um, you know, where they can go to, to, to keep their thumb on the pulse of this and what they, they may be able to do to help further this and tell them where they can find you. If you have a social media, if you have, you know, a website or where they can see your, your incredible artwork so that they know how to keep track of you as well. Okay. So if you want to stay tuned on the equal rights amendment, you can go to equal means org. You can sign up and subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, that way we can um, keep you informed. Also, if you have some extra change lying around, we could use it. Uh, so, you know, you could donate to the cause and uh, follow us on social media at Equal Means Equal. Um, also, if you want to see my artwork, my Instagram is at It's White Trash. <laughs> so that is at ITS White Trash. Nice. My last name is White, so I thought it would be very funny. Natalie White, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, I think that about wraps us up, but if you are watching on YouTube or Rumble, make sure that you are subscribed and hit the alert and notification buttons. And for everyone listening, thank you so much for downloading and tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, uh, it's been real, Natalie White. It's been really real. Five. Yeah. Um, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Okay, thanks. Awesome. How'd we do? I think great. we did great. That was-